Hey. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. What are you doing? I am placing, well, actually not placing, but I am updating my favorite drink in my Starbucks app because when I went there yesterday, what I thought I had and what I actually had were two different drinks. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't the drink that I wanted. So I'm just updating it. So next time I go to Starbucks, I don't have that problem. What about you? What are you doing? Well, not currently doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. But since we're talking about Starbucks, do you want to make an announcement? Oh, yeah. So if you're listening to this, you should be aware that we have a pop-up shop with Black Girls and Starbucks going on right now. Like, it's running until um, next Friday, which is December 9th. And there are so many cute pieces. Like, there is something for everybody. It is perfectly, like, in my mind, like, a really fun shop for if you just got engaged, if you're married, if you're a homegirl, like, get you something for the holidays for, you know, get your Christmas shopping, get your holiday shopping done, but then also get you something like there's tumblers and mugs and sweatshirts and shirts and tote bags. Let me tell you the things that everybody is loving right now. Like everybody is loving the cozy sweatshirt. It is so warm. Like it is so warm. I wouldn't order me another one just because I was like, I actually want this in every single color. So I'm going to try to work on that so I could just wear this like throughout the entire winter. But the cozy sweatshirt, the Mrs. Mama's either sweatshirt or T-shirt, that's been really popular. And of course, like a few of the mugs, like the Black Girl and Her Drink, or I Know That's Right, or I Know You See It. We have a lot. We have a lot. So. Oh, that chai, please. Yeah. I always say that. <laughs> one of my homegirls is funny. One of my homegirls texted me and was like, I want this. Like, I'm sending this to my mom. I want this. <laughs> so I'm like, go get it. Go get it. It's like, you know, there's so many of us that just love chai. So wanted to make something for a little bit of everybody but yeah um that's that's the world i've been in all right so since y'all know about it please go and support Mm -hmm. um but yeah go ahead ashley oh well hey i'm ashley and i'm tania you're listening to another episode of here i do the podcast that is going to help you stay safe and vigilant in these streets. This was an episode you missed. I know. I know. I was, I think I was on a flight headed somewhere. So, but yes, I really, really wanted to be on this episode i had so many questions i think we got all of them answered Mm -hmm. um we talk about 
how to handle yourself in these streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or y'all talked about, I should say. Yeah, we we got to your question. So we were talking to Robin Evans with Chicks with Triggers, which is an amazing organization based in the Southeast that basically helps women, you know, protect themselves, stay strap but be actually educated with the weapons that you use and just mindful of the law and how to like really protect yourselves from no matter who it is and we just had a really good conversation robin knows so much we were talking about everything like caring laws when you need to kind of protect yourself when you're just out and about when you're like shopping when you're out by yourself because you're a woman we even touched on like the different trafficking videos that pop up or trafficking scares and things like that. So I just think if you're a woman, period, like this is going to be a good episode to listen to. It doesn't matter if you're like engaged or married or whatever, like you're a woman and you're a black woman, you need to listen to this episode because there's just so much we have to do. And we always have to just like be on alert, even when it's oh, we're, we went grocery shopping and we're putting the groceries in our car. Like it's little things like that, that we always have to pay attention to or like be mindful of that sometimes men don't, you know? So, I mean, of course, women need to stay on alert as well, but definitely mm-hmm. women. And I would say black and brown women as well, because when we go missing, we just go missing. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Yeah. And so I always stay vigilant (laughs) out there. I always have my eyes open just because, Mm -hmm. you know, we are going missing at an alarming rate. Yeah, people are talking about it, but it's not on a national level. And so we have to keep ourselves safe. So please listen to this episode. Please take notes. Please come Mm -hmm. back and listen to it. Um, Share it with a friend. Yeah. Share it with your parents. Like share it with your mom. We were even talking about that. Like, how there are things that we try to remind our moms to do because it's like we're online we see this stuff all the time but our parents aren't glued to their phones or like they're not as aware of stuff that happens or like even some yeah. of these tricks and stuff like that so this was just overall like a really really good episode so yeah like if you're preparing for a bachelorette trip or if you are preparing for a honeymoon a solo trip uh Shoot, or just, you know, we're here at the holidays, people are shopping. This is just something really, really good to kind of keep in mind. You know, something just dropped in my spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I wonder if it's the same thing, because I was going to say, but yeah. You know, when y'all planning these bachelorette trips, Mm -hmm. you know, just make sure you know who you're going on this trip with. Don't just pick random people. Be on the same page. Yeah, don't just pick random people just to go on this trip just to say that you had a whole bunch of girls on this trip. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what that's about. I mean, we just all heard this or have been reading the story about... Right, Shanquilla Robinson. Yeah, Shanquilla. That's just a sad, sad story. And I pray, I pray that her family... Oh, they're about to um, get justice. They're about to get justice because they, yeah. they made the... Or they've already... Mexico, I think, has already issued an arrest mm-hmm. warrant for yeah. one of the people and i mean honestly they all need to go down because... oh, oh for sure <laughs> for sure because even Cause... if you were just in the room watching like you were the fact that you didn't do any yeah the exactly. fact that you didn't do anything and it's like y'all planned this whole thing y'all planned this whole trip so mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a fun trip you know 
I mean, that in, in the timing of this coming out, because I was thinking about that. Like, we've had episodes about, like, picking your bridesmaids, the right bridesmaids to pick or, you know, have with you and all the work that's required and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, and especially, like, with younger friends, but, like, or younger people in general, but everybody goes through this because we could hear stories about how, like, a 40-year-old, 50-year-old is having drama with their friend groups. And that's how the majority of these reality housewives TV shows are based, too. It's a bunch of old women <laughs> in honesty, picking and fighting. Yeah, but those are coworkers. That's different. But oh, but seriously, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping that Shanquella was just, like, a very innocent and, like, kind of naive person that really just hope for the best in everybody and was just thinking this is going to be a fun trip there you know like there's not any problems with anyone or if there is hopefully it wouldn't be something that would be impacted by the trip and I just hate that she lost her life because I feel like this was a story that didn't like it didn't have to necessarily hit home per se like oh I went through a friendship like that but it's like you know of people that were, are in friendships like that, or you know of someone yeah. that reminds you of a Shanquilla, just based on what you know, like, oh, that could have been someone's little cousin or someone's little sister, you know, like. I mean, but like, also, like, we all take trips with our friends, you know, yeah. like, this is like an ongoing thing. And this is what we look forward to, especially our bachelorette trip. You know, so I just want y'all to have some discernment. Um, if you got to have your mamas or your aunties pray or even your right. grandma, if, if y'all got to pray about, you know, God reveal to me who's my enemy, please, please do that. <laughs> and then <But> listen, yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. when you get that answer, it may not be the answer you like, but it may be something that you've, you know, maybe it's something mm -hmm. you knew this whole time and you're just dealing with it or been trying to deal with it. Or maybe it wasn't something you were aware of, but now you're starting to put those pieces together. Like, I just hope we're all in the company of the people that genuinely love and support us and want us mm -hmm. to be there and not people that are secretly hating because those friendships exist too. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Someone that, and, and, and the thing is, is like when it comes to those type of friendships, I think, or those type of like relationships, cause I don't think they're like real friends. I think sometimes when people think about them, they're assuming like, oh, this is someone that's like always been kind of like rude to them or kind of always makes like little jokes on the sly. That is a form of that type of relationship where it's like, yeah, that's the person that's like obviously not really there for you because they're always saying something. But sometimes it's not that person at all. Like it's the Girl. person that you're telling like, oh, I got a promotion and they're not excited or they're like mm -hmm. asking you questions like, oh, oh, my God, she proposed. When? When did he do that? Oh, wait, when did y'all start talking about ring? Like that's not the reaction. Or yeah, you know, like listen, yeah, got yeah, you gotta listen. Uh, it's like the little to things. tone, yes, to, like their facial expression. Because I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure y'all talking to each other via Facetime or in yeah, person or whatever. Right. Um, no, but I was listening to um, another podcast um, not too long ago, and like one of the girls was on there, and she was saying, "My best friend of like 20 years, um, we ended that relationship," and she was like, "You know, over the years, she would talk." about other people to her and like mm. she was always the friend who would be like no give them some grace i know them mm -hmm. like i know their heart blah blah 
and not knowing that she was also talking to her friends about her, you know, Mm -hmm. and it all blew up in her face one day. And she was like, I feel like I lost family, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. like me and you, like we call each other friends or like best friends or whatever, but Mm -hmm. we actually family just because we've been, you know, each other's lives for like such a long time. Yeah, exactly. And she was saying that they all went to high school together. And that's the same thing with me and Mm -hmm. you. But I'm guessing this friend told her that she was a B word towards, you know, everyone. So basically Mm. one day she was back in her hometown and like her friends or like her high school friends were like, Hey, let's meet up, blah, blah. blah. And so then she went to the dinner and she was like, Hey, I just, you know, before we begin, I just want to apologize to y'all. I just want to apologize for being a B word to y'all. Her friends were like, wait, what? Like, we never said that. Her best friend was the one who planted that seed Mm -hmm. years ago. And so she stopped messing around with those people, not knowing all along. She was just trying to, like, get rid of all her real friends. Wow. These people are right in front of you. Right. And this is someone that you probably have talked to every single day, basically, for decades. Or at least one decade, depending on how old these people are. Like, I had a friend that I'm no longer friends with, but, like, the absence of that friend still pops up, like, even to this day. And there are moments where I'm like, dang. But then I'm also like very much reminded of like why we are not friends. And I feel like sometimes it's just really, really hard. Like we talk about breakups all the time, but we don't at large, I don't think talk about friendship breakups or how the loss of someone that you felt was very, like you were close to and y'all know a certain level of information about each other. Like you just... One day you realize that person is not serving you in the way you deserve. And so you have to make that decision. But look, if any of y'all are out there that are feeling on the fence about somebody or kind of curious. Girl, this is your sign. (laughs) I mean, seriously. And even if it's not something you could just like remove yourself from cold turkey, just like instantly just kind of be cautious in how you move around them and the information you tell them and the information they have access to in terms of even shoot your close friends on Instagram you know like there's little stuff like that where you just you never know you never never know um and sometimes it's the ones that you would never think are either jealous of you or would never be jealous of you or never like not be happy for you. They are, they're the ones, they're the ones. But yeah. anywho, I feel like we went down a path, but this I was... feel like it was a needed pathway. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are dealing with this and you know, you just need to know how to maneuver through life and life's situations. Um, people mm-hmm. come, come in your life for a season. I know it's cliche to say that, but people like yeah, come into your life true. for a season and a reason and you just have to move on and sometimes it's hard to move on but you just gotta and i think we've all mm -hmm, i think we've all gone through situations um like just what you were saying ashley about people not being happy for you had a friend um an Mm ex-friend each time something good for me happened she would just like oh oh that's nice but it was all in her tone and like the way that she Mm -hmm. would you know, approach things. And thankfully God ended that relationship. 
but <laughs> but also I gained yeah. like another friendship out of that situation. That's good. You know, God makes things happen for a reason and we have to just Definitely. deal with it. We have to swallow it, deal with it, go to therapy mm-hmm. if you need to. And yeah, basically. life keeps on moving. Also, we want to recently acknowledge all of the shootings that have occurred recently. So just to, you know, we are aware of these things. And I know that even like within the last week, there was another shooting like in Virginia um, at a Walmart. Mm -hmm. And right before that, I think there was a shooting in Colorado Springs at a gay club, if I remember correctly, yeah. right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Girl, there was a shooting last night here in Atlanta. There, like, yes, yes, like yes. Oh my people. gosh. Yeah, at Atlantic Station. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. I saw. We're actually well, recording this on 11 27. So this is like just right after Thanksgiving. So just yeah. FYI. But the meat of the episode was recorded before as an FYI. So, mm-hmm. um, we will be talking about there will be a mention of gun laws in light of shootings and things like that so just kind of be mindful that of when those pieces were recorded but of course as always like we're always in you know cognizant and mindful and like I know thoughts and prayers is also cliche at this point but it's true like sometimes when you feel like you can't do anything else voting for us is coming up so we can vote but outside of that like when you feel like there's not much else you can do sometimes thoughts and prayers are you doing some heavy lifting so just kind of wanted to put that disclaimer out there but this overall is a very good episode to listen to yeah we hope you enjoy We have a very, very special guest with us today. Yes, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, y'all. My name is Robin Evans, and I am a firearms instructor here in South Carolina. I teach women how to be badasses and how to defend themselves. And thank you so much for having me today. We're so, so glad to have you. And again, on behalf of Tania, I'm holding it down for the both of us. She has plenty of questions because this... Honestly, I was surprised this was the episode she had to miss because this is a topic we talk about all the time. And we're constantly sharing like different little safety tips or little things we see, you know, here or there, like on Instagram or like through text. And so she gave me like a list, (laughs) (laughs) a list of things to uh, cover with you. So we're definitely going to get into that. But before we do, Tell us a little bit about yourself. So what brought you down this line? Like what made you even start Chicks with Triggers? I actually have been into firearms for a really long time. Um, I tell everybody my dad got me started. He's retired NYPD um, and he got me started back before I was about to go to college. So I'm 35 now. So when I was about 17, so 
I'm showing my age. I'm young like I used to be. But um, so he got me started a long time ago. And um, it's just always been something that we've practiced. Self-defense has always been something that we've practiced. Um, Guns have always been something that we've practiced. Um, And so along the way, I started meeting women who were having issues and they had been abused and stuff like that. And so I decided to start Chicks with Triggers because I have been privileged enough to have somebody in my life to teach me all that stuff. But there's a lot Mm. of people out there who don't have that person. So I wanted to become that person for them. For sure. I'm definitely one. I know I've yet to go to a range. I've wanted to, but shoot, that's even something my mom was saying that like, she wants to go to a gun range. Mm -hmm. She's never had the chance and she's in her sixties. So there's a lot of us and I'm sure, you know, right. (laughs) And it's like, I feel like more so now we're all more like vigilant and aware of like, okay, we need to be able to protect ourselves. Right. Because the world is crazy um, and it's getting Mm -hmm. crazier. And I always tell people um, the closer we get to this next election, all hell is going to break loose. Um, I trust Mm. you when I tell you. So I always tell people, um, if you don't take it seriously for nothing else, take it seriously for that, because the closer we get to the election, the more dangerous it's going to be. So you got to learn how to do it yourself. You got to learn how to take care of yourself, you know, and the world has shown time and time and time again, that they don't give a damn about women. Um, They've Mm. proven that over and over again that they don't care about us they don't care about what we want they don't care about our bodies they don't care about anything um so you have to learn how to do it yourself basically i remember after the 2020 election so we had moved into the house maybe say two months before and we are in so we're in like metro atlanta ish suburbs but our neighbor across the street when we moved in had Pretty much every Republican flag on his yard. Like the second you turn the corner, that's all you see. So I was like, okay, that's you're making a very bold statement before I've even had the chance to like formally meet you. Right. And so I was like, more than anything for us, let's have something in the house because we don't know which way this election may or may not go and then how people are going to respond to that. Um, right. So we made sure, well, he was very diligent about like researching. I honestly have no idea. I know one is one of them old is it's long. Like it's a shotgun. That, that's it. <laughs> we got, we got one and you of those. And I have so many women who say that. And I think that's, that's another thing that really got me started is because a lot of women are like you and they would say, oh, I don't have a gun, but my husband does, or my boyfriend does or whatever. And my question to you is how the hell does that help you? Right. It doesn't. Unless they're there with really? you 24 seven glued to you. How does that help you? And then most of the time, and I'm not saying this is your husband. I'm just saying other people's husbands. Yeah, most yeah. of the time they would bring their husbands to the class and girl, when we get to the range, they don't know shit either. Really? Mm-hmm. But that, do- that doesn't surprise me too. Embarrassing. Too. That's what it was. <laughs> Embarrassing. So, um, so that got me started into really, like, I'm going to teach women how to do it themselves because I got tired of hearing it. I got tired of hearing, like, we got something in the house, but I don't know what it is, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I know there's something in there, but I don't know how to use it, but he knows how to use it. And again, how does that help you? Exactly. Like, I remember one time, he had to go away for work or something. And so he was trying to tell me like, okay, so we got this and this is where it's located. And, and if you need to use it, this is how you pull it out. This is how you like, this is how you put the bullets in the chamber. This is how you do. And I'm like, okay, 
ask me right now. Like if you put that gun right. in my lap, I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing too. Uh, a lot of people, um, they get guns and then they don't practice with that gun. And the gun means absolutely mm-hmm. nothing if you don't know how to use it. So if somebody potentially like broke into your house right now, you would have to be like, wait a minute, Mr. Rapist. Like, let me figure this out. Right. I'm trying to pull it up on YouTube. Like, we don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> oh. You'd be like, you, can you come back in 20 minutes? Can you circle back? You know, <laughs> right. circle, circle back around this block real quick. So that's, that's one of my big things. I do ladies night um, twice a week at the ranges. Mm. because I want women to still practice. Like taking my class means nothing. If we don't keep going, we have to keep going because by the time you leave and go home and do all this other stuff, if I gave you the gun again, can you remember how to use it? Right. And if not, what are we going to throw it at them? Like, what are we going to do? Right. Then what was the point? What was the point? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so glad we're going to have this conversation because I mean, even with the holidays approaching, I just feel like, and then every time you, pull up Instagram, there's some video that's, you know, like, oh, this woman's being targeted or, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I was running into Walmart. I was running into this. And then I felt like somebody was watching me, blah, 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 blah. Whether they were or weren't, we still, the by large, need to, pro- mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And we need to protect ourselves. And like you were saying, by large, the government doesn't really care too much about us. No, so we have less. to be the ones to... They could care less. They'll never trust the government. Never trust the government. They could care less about what we're doing. Like right now, the government is really pushing a gun agenda or an anti-gun agenda. But all of them have armed security guards and all of them drive around in armored cars and all of their houses have people that patrol it however often to make sure that nobody comes. But they're right. telling you that you don't need a gun. And that, my friend, is bullshit. Right. And I know we're going to get more into it, but I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Like when I was going through one of your videos, I saw you say something along those lines. And I was like, exactly. Like there's this whole every time, especially after like a school shooting, there's mm-hmm. the whole conversation of like, we need to get rid of the guns. We need to do this. And it's like, we need to put in more probably like policies or like make sure that not just any and everybody can get an access to like a machine gun or something but like to say that like no one should have say a handgun or a shotgun or like anything that's that's like that's that's not the problem that's well you know what i always find it so weird that after school shootings and stuff like that they talk about banning guns and they want to take guns away and all this other stuff right Mm-hmm. But they don't feel the same way about drunk driving. They don't feel the same way about none of that stuff. Did you know that right. um, in 2020 alone, there was over 16,000 drunk driving incidents? Oh 16,000. And not one time did the government talk about putting breathalyzers in people's cars. Not one time did they talk about shutting down um, the ABC stores. Not one right. time did they say they was going to uh ban cars altogether ban drivers altogether right. you can still have up to three duis before you actually go to prison so how does that work like how is that different right. and i've always i don't understand it i've always questioned that how is that different like if it's, it's it's safer to have a gun than it is to get in a car because anybody can drive a car but they talk about you know right. what you should have to have a um to get a permit to get a gun pass these background checks what about when somebody drives a car exactly And so that's never made sense to me. But I also believe that murders, I'm going to call them murders by drunk driving, because that's what it is. You murder people, right? Murders by drunk driving, they are more socially acceptable than guns. We've we've accepted that as a society. Like, oh, that's horrible. That happened. And then everybody goes on about their business, right? Nobody else talks about it. But the gun stuff, honey, they will run that into the ground. 
That is very true. It's very, very true. The whole, it takes me to a sin as a sin or like, but then. But it's a double standard. Right. But society holds like one thing at a higher, like a higher pedestal. And it's like, but why? Because as like, even going back to the conversation around like, okay, taking away guns after a shooting, how many people do we actually know of actually have guns that do not do, you know, they don't harm people well intentionally most with them, almost, right? Most don't. It's 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 like the few that yeah. go out and do stuff and whatever. But if you take it away from everybody, and I'm I mean, you know, and my my heart truly does go out to anybody who's ever harmed oh, um, sure. by a gun, anybody who's ever lost a child or a family member, who whatever to a gun, but that does not impose on my rights. To protect myself. Because if you take it away, and I always say this and whatever, but the criminals will always have the guns. So you're never going to be able to take it away from them. So why should you be able to take it away from me? And now I'm left out here to fend for myself. We know the police not coming. So what are we supposed to do? Exactly. Use a rape whistle? Am I supposed to use a rape whistle? (laughs) Not the rape whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. So I already know this is going to be a good conversation. Um, First, we are going to play This or That, which is a game we play pretty much every week where you pick between one option or the other and you explain why. So it's like the Instagram games that you see sometimes on the stories. This game is sponsored by our friends at Flower Moxie. Um, You can save a lot of money with your flowers by using Flower Moxie. So head to flowermoxie.com slash UIDO to learn more. Of course, you're our guest. You will go first and, but for each one, you will explain why between the the two options. Okay. Um, So to get started and we're going to do a quick four rounds. So to get started, what would you rather have in your purse? A stun gun or mace? When you say stun gun, are we talking about the one that ejects or the one I have to touch you with the, with the actual stun gun? Ooh, I didn't think about that. I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking. That's true. I was thinking the one that ejects. Okay, I would rather that. Okay. I would rather that. You can do that more from a distance. Um, so that way you don't actually have to be up on the person. Mm. With Mace, you, you have to kind of get close because if not, the air is going to dissipate it. So you kind of got to be close in order, mm. in order for it to be effective. Okay. I did mm. not even think about that. <laughs> okay, so now I got to look up stun guns because I got, I have like a, like a, one you plug into the wall and then right and then it goes zip zip yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so but the thing about that is you also have to be close enough in order to touch that person mm. to make it effective gotcha you get what i'm saying so i um, mean yeah. i always tell people this regardless of whatever like if you have that sun gun then you need to train with that sun gun you need to be able to get to that sun gun quickly not you looking through your purse and you got all your receipts and your nasal spray your vaseline and you got all this <laughs> stuff and you're trying to get to the sun gun you need to right. train with that um because it, you only got a second you only have a second to get it out and make it work mm. Girl, now you don't put it out of your purse and realize you didn't charge it. Oh my god! Oh my gosh, that was me. <laughs> that was me. I pulled it out the other day and just because I was like, "Oh, I'll, let me keep this close," and I'm like, hmm, "Okay, let me uh, flip charge this up real quick." Let me yeah. put this on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so round two. I know likely the answer to this, but to keep in your car, would you prefer to have a handgun or a knife? A handgun. Um, but I have both. I carry both all the time. Um, but I would prefer a handgun oh, again because of the whole distancing. They don't have to be as close to me. I don't have to let the threat run up on me so closely before I can get them off. A, a, a knife, you got to be close again. 
Good point. Good point. Okay. I don't want close contact at all. Like you need to back up. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. Like the closer they get, the the more they could harm. Yeah. Things can go left real quick. So I need (laughs) exactly that distance. Um, so I would always pick a handgun. Okay. So for round three, what type of friend would you say you are? The are you the friend that's like overly paranoid or are you the friend that's a little too carefree? I'm overly paranoid. Um, and mm. I, I won't say overly, I won't say paranoid. I won't use the word paranoid. I am very cautious. I am, okay. I feel like I'm hyper alert, especially since starting this business. Um, I've learned about so much evil in the world. And so I'm mm. hyper alert about everything. When I go into the grocery stores, I pay attention to what's going on. I never talk on the phone when I'm in the grocery stores ever. Um, mm. I like when I call you when I get out, because if I'm on the phone with you, how can I be aware of my surroundings? I'm not because I'm distracted. So I, I'm, I pay attention to stuff like that. I pay attention when I'm in the parking lots and see where people parked and that, like I pay attention to everything. Thing. Um, people that just, you know, how like when you in the parking lot, people just come out of nowhere. I want to know where they came from, where they mm-hmm. going. When I'm in the restaurants, I pay attention to the exits. Um, it's just stuff that I paid attention to. I mean, like I said, starting this business, I've become more aware of my surroundings. I feel like okay. before this, I was aware, but I wasn't as aware. Now I'd be mm-hmm. like, where you come from? Where they going? Where that exit lead to? <laughs> I always want to know stuff like this now. That's good. We have to be, we have to be. All right. So round four. If you were on a bachelorette trip, what would you prefer to do? Go to the gun range or would you prefer to do like a one of those kind of like martial arts type classes? Go to the gun range. Okay. I, I would rather go to the gun range. Now I'm all for martial arts because we do martial arts classes. So I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would rather go to the gun range. I want women to carry guns. Um, and I feel like as a bachelorette party, like we can, we can get some stuff started. So that way the broom, <laughs> the broom know what he getting into. Okay. Right. Run up and get done up. Um, that way his family know, you know, because if he start acting crazy, we got guns around here. Um, but I would rather go to the um, gun range because I always believe that everybody in your pack should be able to protect each other. I right. believe that. I believe if you are hanging out with this person and you're always with this person, they should be able to protect you as much as you should be able to protect them. I feel that same way. Also, I feel like that would just be more fun, like going to a gun range over martial yeah, arts. Yeah, and then like... you got to watch some of these martial artists because some of them don't, they don't know they ass from their elbow. So you got to watch some of them. <laughs> And I would imagine you can't just work at a gun range and not. Oh, know. you'd be surprised. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, really? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, some good. of them don't know their ass from their elbow. Um, a lot of Ugh. a lot of people that work at the gun ranges don't really know much about guns. Um, and you it's just shocking. It's shocking. Mm. Um, now, some of them, I've, I've met some really good ones, but I've met some that they just needed a job and they had the, the availability for the hours that the place was looking for. Um, so you got to be careful with that too. I always tell people do your own research, never trust anybody else's word for anything. Do your own research. Even if it's like, if you're new to it, go on YouTube and look up. Like if you're talking about a specific gun and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you can't take everybody's word for it. So do your research on it. Um, because some of the people at these gun ranges, they don't know it either. Dang. I wanted to give a little bit of, I mean, you try you I really did. did try. I did. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and X that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go ahead and X that out. Well, I'm again excited to chat with you about this just because this may not be like one of our standard type of topics that we usually go 
through on the show. You know, sometimes we'll have like marriage stuff or like wedding stuff, but I feel like this is very important too, because if you're on a bachelorette trip with a whole bunch of girls, you need to be just more observant, more cognizant, know how to protect yourself, especially if you're like in a different country or in a place that you're not as familiar with. If you are with your spouse out and about, maybe you're down one aisle, they're down another, you still need to just be aware of your environment overall, having a gun in the house or even considering having a gun. I know a lot of the questions that Tania has they're kind of centered around that because I think that's a conversation that she's having with her husband about just having something in the house to protect yourself from just in case. And then of course, just being by yourself. Like, I mean, the majority of our listeners are black women. So just being black women in this world, (laughs) there's a lot that needs to be protected. And so I feel like there are honestly so many things that we could truly discuss. We're not going to try to have this be like a three hour conversation by any means, but, um, but just, a, you know, just a few questions just to kind of like get us to start thinking and figure out like what's some stuff that we could do for ourselves. And then maybe some conversations we need to have with our family, our spouse, our partner, whatever, right. so that, you know, we're just moving a little bit better out in the world, just starting in general, since we're talking about guns, what would you say is like a good starter gun? No, for somebody that, nope, we're not going to do that. Why not? Why not? not? Because it it depends on the person. Everyone always asks that question. Um, What is a good gun for women? What is a good starter gun? Was that going to be your next question? What's a good gun for women? Well, I wasn't going to ask what was a good gun for women because I just felt like that was already kind of in that question. Because you know what? And you know why I don't like that question? Because people always, people never ask. People always ask like, what's a good gun for start or for like women? What's a good gun for beginners? They don't ever ask what's a good gun for men. Not not Ooh. one time have you ever heard that question. We can have any right. gun we want to have, okay? Um, and we can handle big guns. We can handle, like everybody thinks mm-hmm. that women need these small little tiny guns. Let me tell you this, the smaller the gun, the harder it is to shoot. Okay, Mm -hmm. so people get these little small guns and then they hate them because they're too snappy. So what's a good gun for people to start off with? It depends on what level you're at. It depends on the caliber that we're talking about. So there's smaller calibers like 22s and 380s. Then we can get into the nine millimeters and the 38 specials and the 40s and the 45. So I always tell people um, because I'm funny about my money. So guns are non-refundable. Okay, Mm. so I always tell people guns are non-refundable. When you are looking to buy a gun, go and try some like they have that at the range where you can rent them now you can't rent it and take it home but you can rent it and try it out there um so go and try some before you buy it so that way you know that you're comfortable because i always tell people you can't be scared of the gun and scared of the person it doesn't work like that so it can't be a gun that i told you hey you know what girl this is a great gun because that's a great gun for me it might not be a great gun for you. It might be a gun that you're actually scared of. It might have too much recoil. That's the kickback. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have too much recoil and you're scared of the gun, but I'm over here having myself a blast with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there are there are really good guns out there, but it just depends on what's best for you. Okay. That's a- guns are not refundable. Don't that be out here. Don't be out here spending your money that and you ain't took that gun yet. <laughs> well outside of like i guess just going to a range and trying it out like are there certain resources you would say or certain routes we should also take when we're kind of like shopping for a gun no i would i mean my biggest thing is you have to try 
You mm-hmm. ha- you really do have to try it. You have to see what fits good in your hands. Um, is it too mm-hmm. big for your hands? Is it too small for your hands? Is it too much recoil for you? Do you feel comfortable carrying it on your body in, in a holster? Um, mm-hmm. Those are all things you need to think about when you're talking about carrying a gun. Um, even if, you know, you even said you're going to use it for your house. Now that brings us to a whole nother question. Okay, like you got to know what you're going to use the gun for. Is it your mm-hmm. home defense gun or is it your concealed carry gun? Like what gun? Um, what was what, the purpose of this? So those are things that you really need to consider when it comes to a home defense gun. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than the AR-15. Um, okay. That is the home defense gun. That is the home defense gun. But if we're talking about something that you need to protect you out in the streets, we, we can't use that. We need something else for that. Like we okay. now we need a, a handgun of some sort. We, we can't bring the AR-15. I mean, you can, but girl, you're going to get locked up. So don't do that. <laughs> okay so now i start thinking about like an old boss that like would also have a gun in the house to shoot possum or rabbits or whatever pops up in the backyard so is that still kind of in that same that ar-15 vein of so most um most things like to kill rabbits and stuff like that those are mainly like 22 caliber guns okay um they have them in and handguns. I have them back here. Then they have them mm-hmm. in like rifle form. So those are those are that. So again, you have to know what your what your what your purpose of the gun is. So that's okay. more of like a hunting purpose mm. and a rodent purpose, you know. And mm-hmm. then like it just depends on what your level is. It depends on what you want it for. So I always tell people that when they talk about buying a gun, that's my very first question to them: What are we going to use it for? Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Different guns serve different purposes. So my home defense guns are not necessarily my concealed carry guns because I'm able to have something bigger at home. So I always have, I always have my AR-15s. I always have those. They're, they're my home defense guns. So if somebody came through this door, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm picking up. Gotcha. So when acquiring a gun, tell me like, okay, are the processes pretty similar or like, is there one standard process if you're buying a gun? Cause I, like I so different some- states have different rules. Okay. Um, different states have different requirements and some states are very anti-gun. Like when you get up North, like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, um, they are very DC. They are very anti-gun. So they make mm. you go through hell and high water before you can even buy one down here, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. Like if you want to have an alligator, it just, it just needs to be on a leash. Like we don't really have no rules. <laughs> it just needs to be on a leash. So it's a lot easier down here. We're very gun friendly states. So it's a lot easier down here in Georgia where you are. They do have permits, but it's not required. You don't have to have a permit um, okay. to carry your gun with you all around. You don't have to have it as a permitless state. However, they, they call it constitutional carry here in mm. South Carolina, though. Even though you do not need a permit to buy a gun, you -hmm. still need a permit to carry it around with you. So that's where the differences start coming into play. In North Carolina, you do not need a permit to have a gun, but in certain counties you do. Like in certain counties, even though as the state says, we don't care, certain counties will say you need a permit to be in this county with that gun. Mm. So it's different all over the place. But as far as um, they like you go through a background check, you can't have any uh, domestic violence, felonies, crimes against children, um, assaults, anything like that. Um, at least okay. here in South Carolina, they do that very thoroughly. And that actually goes through um, the FBI. Like they have to pass the FBI's background checks. Mm. Um, so if anything like that comes up, you get flagged and you either have to sort it out or it's an automatic no. Mm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm in Georgia, so. <laughs> so girl, just go get one tomorrow, girl. <laughs> I remember uh, a few years ago, I worked with a very interesting woman who had stories every single day, it felt. And her son was in high school and went to some like not swap me because like do like rednecks have swap me that's it like essentially mm-hmm. that and um got a gun i think he was mm-hmm. like 16 and so she's telling us about it where she's like upset because she found out about it later her dad let him get the gun and i'm like so like, that happens um i actually know for a fact that that happens and I mean, that's one of the little loopholes going to these gun shows and they're supposed to take certain measures to make sure that doesn't happen, but people get through the loopholes all the time. Um, So that is, that is one of those things where if you find somebody at the gun show who is just trying to get rid of this gun, they don't really do what they're supposed to do. That happens a lot. Mm. That happens a lot. So I'm not surprised at all. Mm. (laughs) Girl, you get traumatized. I mean, that whole, (laughs) she was, she was a lot. Okay. So let me switch real quick to a Tania question. So she wants to know, um, is there like a dedicated place that she can find out information on like gun laws in her state or like if she's going somewhere and has a gun, like just so that she's aware. Okay. I can do this here, but I can't do this here. Yeah. Right. So, um, you can always, I mean, Google has everything that you need to know. And then like, she can look up, like say she was looking up Georgia gun laws. Um, your government page will come up for your state. It'll come up and it'll show you what the gun laws are. Now, let me say this, even though Georgia does not require a permit for y'all to have a gun in Georgia, if she wanted to leave the state, she needs a permit. You cannot cross state lines with a gun and you don't have a permit. That's a felony. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you have to get a permit in Georgia, which I think y'all just Y'all just apply for like, just go to the DMV. I mean, I don't think it's a DMV, but just, just, right. we just apply for it. Where here, you actually have to take a class. Like you have to take a class, you have to pass a hmm. state mandated test and then you have to pass a state mandated, um, both written and shooting qualification. Oh, so wow. you have to do that here in South Carolina, but in Georgia, you don't have to do that. But again, I tell people all the time, cause I have people take my classes from Georgia all the time and they cross state lines all the time without having a, without having a permit. And so if they got caught, they got pulled over and got caught with that gun, that's a felony. Um, so even though you don't need one in Georgia, I always tell people you have to follow the rules of the state that you're in, not the state that you're from. So it's very important to know the gun laws when you are transporting these guns, you got to know what the law is of the state that you're either going through or the mm-hmm. state that you're going to. Well, both of them, really. Mm. Okay. Don't want to go on vacation and end up serving <laughs> right. time. Like, right. yeah. I'm, I'm sure the PTO so then ran out. Yeah. Listen, yeah. they're not, yeah. they're going to let you go. Um, right. So, but that is, um. so that's one thing that people need, always need to be aware of when you are traveling with guns, you need to know where can you have this gun? Where can't you have this gun in your car? Where does it have to be? Um, can it be on you? Can it not be on you? Does it have to be in a lockbox? Like all kinds of stuff. You need to mm. know that stuff before you just start going through people's um, states and you don't know the law. Gotcha. Okay. So if I were like, say, realistically, I don't have a mm-hmm. gun. So going back to kind of what we were talking about just a little bit ago, if I went to a range and mm-hmm. I was just trying to get familiar, like there may have been two guns that I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me kind of get to know this one. How many times a week would you say like, or times a month 
should I practice or should one practice to try to get familiar? And I would say at least once a week because you don't want okay. it to become too overwhelming. It's like I have ladies nights and I have women that come every single week at a bare minimum. Let's take away once a week. Let's just say at least twice a month. I would say okay. you need to go in here and practice with the gun. Um, but I do have women that come religiously. I have pastors that come religiously like church members we be in there um so i have people that come religiously every single week and they practice with those guns um Mm -hmm. but again let me say this when you are this is this is this is where it gets a little crazy because some ranges when you rent their guns you have to buy their ammo and they can set the ammo prices and sometimes they price gouge so you Mm. also have to look at that when you're going to look at these ranges and look at where you're going to try to practice shooting at if you're Mm. using their guns a lot of times you have to use their ammo so just Mm. pay attention to that call around and ask about that um because like i said since they can control that part they price gouge on the ammo and i'm funny about the money so um you have to you have to be aware of that so that way they don't get you and they like you get you got caught slipping girl right hmm that's a really good one tania's mm-hmm. gonna like that because <laughs> she she don't play about her money at all at all um okay so thinking about having a gun in the house and having a gun in the house where there may be children what should we do or like how should we store it because guns come in all sizes i remember like going to my aunt and uncle's house growing up they had the gun in the dead middle under their bed not in a case nothing just there and i remember like anytime my uncle would see like anyone going towards the bed going towards the room in general but going towards the bed by themselves he's freaking out because it's like don't go towards the bed like go back downstairs what are you trying to do so Granted, I know most people are probably like have it stored somewhere, put somewhere. But what do we do just to make sure that not even just kids, like anybody doesn't just like stumble across it? So um, your gun has to be in a lockbox. Okay, so there's different levels of lockboxes. And this is what I'm going to say. The harder you make it to get to your gun, the harder it is to get to your gun in case you need it. Okay, so don't make it super hard because then if you really need it, We're going to have to find the key, find the fingerprint that didn't work, wipe off your hand, try to fingerprint again, all sorts of stuff. But if you do have children in the house, the gun does need to be in a lockbox. But let me say this, and I feel very strongly about this. Um, Kids need to learn about guns. Kids need to learn about guns. They need to learn about gun safety. They need to learn what it can do, the powers of it. Kids have to learn about guns, especially black and brown kids. They have to learn about guns because when you turn on the news and you see that this child was shot by like an accidental shooting, they shot their sister by mistake. They shot their brother by mistake. The girl and the boy that were in that bathroom that time, do you remember that? And like she shot the boy in the head and then she turned around like, and then the gun went off and she shot herself and they both died. Mm -hmm. All of that. When you go on the news and you see that, that's all black and brown kids. You don't see that happen with white kids. White kids may shoot somebody intentionally, but um, it's not an accidental thing. You never see that. It is so rare that you will see that this white child got access to this gun and used it as, you know, and it just happened accidentally. That doesn't happen because they teach their kids about guns from the time they come out the womb. They Mm. know about these guns. They know about gun safety. They know how to use them and what not to do and where your finger should be. And it should never be on the trigger and all this other stuff. But we, in our community, we keep saying, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And you make, every single time you say that, you make it more mysterious. 
serious. So they want to go. As soon as you leave, they try to figure out how to get in that gun. And kids are so much smarter than we give them credit for. They're going to right. figure it out. And what do they, they see it on TV and they see it in the video games and all this other stuff. And the first thing that they do is put their finger on that trigger. And if mm. you have that gun loaded, now we up Ships Creek because now the gun has gone off and God forbid it hurts somebody that still comes back on you. Right. That was your gun. That comes back on you. Mm. So I always say um, kids need to learn about guns here in here in South Carolina at one of the ranges um, that I do ladies night at. They actually have a summer camp for kids and kids go in there and they shoot all summer. They have to have a school program too. bus drops them off. They go in there and shoot. Then they come out and do their homework, eat their dinner and then go back <laughs> in there and shoot until their parents come pick them up. Like that's a real thing. But that's white kids. Yeah, there's no black kids in there. That's white kids. Um, so this summer, I actually had some of my um, girls that have taken my gun classes and they enrolled their kids this summer. They enrolled their That's kids good. into the um, into the shooting camp and the kids loved it. And I know one girl, she said, like her son already said, like, I'm going back next year. So start getting your points together because I'm going back next year. <laughs> and he came home with a different respect for guns. By the summer, by the time the summer was over, he had a different respect for guns. He had a different understanding of guns. And that's what we need. We have to teach them about it. That is good. Speaking of Black folks, though, how many of us actually, statistically, what's known, have guns? Um, and how many own, like, ranges, if you know? I don't know how many own ranges. I know none of them, none of them around here. But just okay. wait on it, because I'm coming. And um, But as far as Black people right now, though, are um, the largest demographic, like the growing one of actually getting guns and getting gun permits and stuff like that. Mm. So we are real. We, we join in the team and we're really on the rise. Mm. Whereas before, I don't know, we just didn't have them. And, you know, and, and it goes back to what you said, like, think back to when you were younger, um, your grandfather, somebody in the house always had a shotgun, always had something. Mm -hmm. But along the way, we lost that. Black people lost that. And we started giving up guns. We didn't want guns. We don't have a gun in the house. It's too dangerous blah 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 blah, blah. Right. um but now we're coming back around to where we're ready to join this fight and we're going to get in here we're going to protect ourselves um you can't trust anybody else to do it you have to do it yourself i always say that um but you have to do it yourself you have to be ready to protect your family yourself um protect yourself yourself so it's right. just you can't depend on anybody else so i'm happy that black people are getting into guns it makes me so when my classes are booked out and i see all these black women getting guns and i'm i'm thrilled because finally y'all done came and joined the fight with me because i was up here fighting by my damn self so i'm <laughs> glad that y'all done came and joined me i mean honestly i found out about you through someone i known mostly just online like through twitter and instagram i think throughout the years her name's nikki She's in Charleston, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so she was like, she's a blogger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She comes to my classes. Yes. Really? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. She would um like repost some of your stuff and I see mm -hmm. it on the stories. And of course, like the name just stuck with me. I'm like, shits for triggers. I love that. And she got so, her permit, girl. Oh, that's awesome. Guns all the time. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to have to tell, <laughs> I just tell her that. Knob. We, we were literally just talking about knives a few days ago. I put up a video about knives uh -huh. and then she was in my inbox. We were talking about knives that she got. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I, and I didn't even tell her that like I was going to chat with you. So I'm definitely going to do that now. But okay. um, <laughs> so if we get a gun, do you think we should join the NRA? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, the NRA. So black people, mm, black people 
have a problem with the NRA, but I'm here. I'm here for it because mm-hmm. um, the NRA, regardless of how you feel about them, right? I pay my dues every single. Well, I pay my dues yearly to the NRA. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of the NRA. I'm an instructor for the NRA. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach NRA classes. I believe in the NRA because without the NRA, we do not have rights. We do not have gun rights. If the NRA stopped today and said, "You know what? We're done. We gave up the fight. Okay, mm-hmm. we are doomed," um, mm-hmm. because they are the only thing that's keeping this. this they're the only thing that's keeping this going because you got to remember the government doesn't want us to have guns so they are the competitor to the government to say you know what americans do need guns so if that's what they're fighting for then Mm -hmm. i fight with them because i want my guns i deserve to protect myself so if that's what they're fighting for then that's what i'm going to fight for um so a lot of people they don't like the nra they don't um, agree with the NRA, but you have to respect what they're doing. So I yeah. stand with the NRA because, like, again, yeah, like I said, I'm an instructor for them and everything like that because mm-hmm. I truly believe in what they're doing. I believe in what the purpose is. And if they stop right now, we as Americans, we do not have rights. They will take that Second Amendment back so fast that it'll make your head spin. And then we'll mm. all be sitting here at the mercy of the government. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that. And so a lot of people always say, you know, like, what is it? So it's like, like, um, I have I have a lot of questions of the like the NRA will say like oh she's trained all these black women and and some people in the comments will say like why is that important and it's so important that black women are starting to get guns now because that was a demographic they didn't have access to before that was a mm-hmm. demographic that wasn't there before and we are all in this fight together and the right. more people that we can bring right the more people that we bring the more voices that we have the more power we have to stand up and say you know what we will not accept that we will have our guns we will be able to defend our our families we will be able to defend ourselves against all these criminals that the cops can't even protect us from right so um as far as the nra i'm here for it i really am like i said i pay my dues i'm an instructor for them um mm-hmm. because without them we have no gun rights so as a member do you like because I, i'll be honest mm-hmm. i don't know much about the nri mm-hmm. nri nra <laughs> <laughs> like my limited knowledge about them is like, I know it's an organization. I know that they're basically the biggest like armed weapon association Mm -hmm. organization that exists. Mm -hmm. And I remember, well, what I've heard is that NRA doesn't care about black people because it goes back to Philando Castile and what happened with him. And I'm like, so my limited understanding of the NRA I'm sure is extremely ignorant because I don't know. I've never even. Well, like, no, because really a lot researched. of people feel that way. A lot of black people feel that way. And right. again, you have the right to feel how you feel about them, but you still right. have to respect what they're doing. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to love them, but you have to respect what they're doing. Um, so a lot of people don't like them a lot. Like there, a lot, there's a lot. I, I get a lot of black people um, that are like, how can you be associated with the NRA? And I'm looking at them like, how can you not? Because if you yeah. want to walk out of the store with this gun, how can you not be associated with them? Mm-hmm. Again, um, they are the largest. They are the most powerful organization as far as gun rights go in this country. Yeah. And without them, we truly have nothing. We are at the mercy of the government and I am not letting that happen. Um, so I am, I'm proud to be a member of the NRA. They don't bother me. They support me. They push me. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with them again, because I know what my mission is and I know what gotcha. my beliefs are. And I know what my desires are to protect myself and protect my family. And I can't do it without them. I cannot mm-hmm. do it without them. I mean, I want a lot of people to understand that if they stopped right now, 
we have nothing. We have no, the second amendment completely goes away. If they, if they give up the fight, they're the only thing keeping it going. Mm. So I, I don't know. People should really understand that, especially, especially black people. They should really understand that um, as far as it goes, because like I said, without them, we ain't got nothing. That's good to know though. I mean, and I would imagine if there's in, like, if you go down the path to acquire a gun, you have a gun in your home. You are now a gun holder, like a yeah. gun owner. Like you should then feel more like encouraged to be like more cognizant of what is actually going on in the NRA. Like that should be more incentive well, to join. Well, that and it's just, you know, a lot of people that are against the NRA, mm-hmm. they're against guns in general. Okay. So yeah. that's where that comes from, too. A lot of people are against guns in general and everybody is against guns until they need a gun. Um, and right. then they're not against them anymore because now it benefits them. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. hates guns until they need one. So I, that's what I mean. Like I said, if they stop right now and said, you know what? We're done. Have a nice day, y'all. We're going to close up shop. We as Americans, like the government will come and take out. It would be a whole war out here. And the only thing keeping them at bay right now is the NRA. Like the NRA right now was fighting in New York to try to get them some gun rights, Um, to try to say, you know what? These people deserve to have guns. And New York is saying, no, they can't have guns. And look at all the crime that they have going on. Look right. at everything that's going on. Um, That young lady, was I just posted her on my stories. She went and she had the restraining orders against the husband and had the video mm-hmm. that he beat mm-hmm. her and all this other stuff. And they let him go. And then he turned around and murdered her. Her, right? right. So what if she would have been able to be her own, her own defender, her own first responder? What she could have still been here with her three kids right now. But that's yeah. not the case because the justice system failed her and they want you to believe that they can protect you. They can't. They can't. Yeah. First of all, there's not enough cops. There's not enough cops to go around. Um, and I have a lot like I, at the gun ranges that I go to is a lot of cops that work there or they work mm-hmm. during their spare time to hang out there. And they all say the same exact thing. We come to clean up whatever just happened. We come to explain to the family whatever just happened. It's very rare that they get there and or and, and quick enough to stop what's, what's going on. They come yeah. after it's all said and done to notify the next of kin. Yeah, sadly. And that's I mean, that's a shame. It really is. The whole defunding cops and not having cops, we don't have to go there. I am not a hundred percent like at that to me. I do not understand that argument. I, I understand the theory of the argument, but the reality of it just never made sense to me. Um, and there's not enough. And, you know, and depending on neighborhoods that you live in, they don't come quick enough anyway. Right. You know, they, they kind of take their time. And so I know people actually who have who live in not the best of neighborhoods and they've called the cops before and it took them over 30 minutes to get there. Oh my and then gosh. I know people who live in really good neighborhoods and they called the cops and it was there within seven minutes. Like mm-hmm. it just depends. So, again, are you willing to die for that? Are you willing to die in that time? Are you willing to get raped in that time, murdered in that time, kidnapped right. in that time, your children tortured in that time? or do you want to do it right now and pick up your gun and be able to defend yourself that's really what it boils down to and i have a lot of people that say um i don't think i could ever shoot somebody i don't think i could ever use this gun to hurt anybody yes you could because if somebody was in your home right now and they was raping your daughter and they would you they they snuck through the bedroom window and they were Mm -hmm. raping your daughter what are you gonna do wait for the cops to come right yeah you're definitely gonna do like that doesn't even make sense 
Exactly. That doesn't even make sense. Um, so you can, and like I said, I, um, the power is in all women. It really is. It's in all women. Um, and I just want them to manifest that. Like we're going to bring it out. So that way you can protect yourself. We're not waiting on your husband to get home. We're not waiting on your sugar daddy to come around. Okay. After he done left the poker game. Okay. We're not waiting for that. <laughs> um, we're not waiting for any of that. I want you to be able to do it yourself. And that's what my whole business is centered around teaching women how to do it themselves. Like we're not waiting on anybody. Mm-hmm. Because we don't need to. No, we don't need to. We don't need to call the police. The only reason we are calling the police, okay, is to let them know that somebody is in emergency need of medical assistance. We are not calling for help. We're calling because somebody just got their ass handed to them and they're going <laughs> to need some help. So that leads me to my next point or question. So staying your ground was definitely a popular conversation topic about a decade ago, of course, mm-hmm. after Trayvon Martin's mm-hmm. past, you know, murder. And then since then, because there have been different instances that have also popped up. Jordan Davis, I remember as well, but the, of course that was still Florida. And then Florida just is people in the own there. Florida is a <laughs> yes. But, Florida's a land of its own. They their own country. Oh my gosh. But I remember just the conversation about stand your ground was just so much of a thing then where now I feel like because we don't talk about it as much, maybe things have changed or maybe our understanding of what it actually is might've evolved or shifted. So like for maybe South Carolina, maybe Georgia, like Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's not all the same. I know it's not apples to apples, state by state. It's definitely a state by state law. Mm-hmm. But it basically the the nuts and bolts of it is I feel threatened. So I then used a weapon to protect myself. That's basically the nuts and bolts of it. Right. Or- right. So different states have different laws. So some states are stand your ground states and some states have a duty to retreat, which means that um, if there was a possible way that you could get out of this without using your weapon, you have a duty to do that first. And oh, your, your okay. gun is your absolute last resort um, in Georgia. Um, North Carolina, South Carolina, all those, uh, all these Southern states. Okay. We have a stand your ground, which means that if you believe that your life was in danger or someone else's life was in danger, just doesn't just have to be you. If you believe that your life or someone else's life is in immediate danger of either being killed, being beaten, anything like that, you can use your weapon. They're going to call it deadly force. Um, you can use your weapon in order to defend yourself. Gotcha. So um, that's important to know, too, like what kind of state you live in. Um, I don't know where all of your followers are from, mm-hmm. but that's important too to know. Or do you live in a duty to retreat state or do you live in a stand your ground state? So stand your ground just means that we we don't have to run. We don't have to hide. We ain't got to call for help. Like we can we going to get down right here right now. Gotcha. I didn't even know there was a duty to retreat. Mm-hmm. state or <laughs> law or anything like that. Yeah. So some states are stand your ground and some states are duty to retreat. So you got to know that. Um, especially when you're traveling and stuff like that, you got to know what kind of mm-hmm. state are we going through? Gotcha. Gotcha. Not talking about guns right now, switching okay. over to just other weapons in general. What are okay. other type of weapons that maybe we could be aware of? I will say I got a Kubaton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, that, uh, when I was going through the like bridesmaid proposal boxes, I got everybody a little Kubaton put that in their box because my whole thing was set it off as you can tell behind me um mm-hmm. i wanted more of kind of like everyone to have some sort of something that i could really just grab off amazon 
Um, but I've had conversations with friends, of course, because of like different videos and stuff that, you know, like, oh, be be careful, blah, blah, blah. And so that started me to think like, OK, what else outside of a gun could I just have on me or that anybody could just have on them that may make them feel a little bit safer or protected in any form or fashion? So. Um, I always have knives. I love knives. Um, in our self-defense class, we actually teach women how to use knives. So some women are not comfortable yet um, even carrying a gun. So we teach them, OK, well, if you don't have a gun. Mm-hmm. What can we use that can make it as just effective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so guns, girl, you can use anything. Okay, your crowbar in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, girl, put it, get it from out the trunk and put it inside the car. Okay. <laughs> so don't be <laughs> right. like, wait a minute, sir. Let me let me get to my trunk real quick. <laughs> get to that <laughs> can you circle back around? I'll be ready by the time you come back. We teach people how to use anything. Um, older people that have canes, we teach them how to use that as a defense thing, like how to mm. beat the hell out of somebody with a cane. Um, so it's different things that you can do. Another thing that is very important that we really center ourselves on is that if you only got one shot, you only got one chance, you only got one chance to stab this person, where can we do it that's most effective? Okay, we don't want to slice their arm because that does absolutely nothing. So right. where can we do it that is most effective? Um, so that's something that we really train on. Um, at ladies' nights, we train on that as well. Um, if we only get one shot, if, you, if we can only get this gun to go off one time, where can it be the most effective? Um, so I think that's something that people need to think about as well. But like mm-hmm. I said, I carry knives. I have sticks, like um, like uh, martial arts sticks. Mm-hmm. I have those. Um, I have my crowbar um, and everything like that. Tasers. I do have a taser. So I don't um, really right. carry the taser, <laughs> but I do own one. I just don't okay. really carry it. So I would say that. And I would also say, um, like, I saw a group of women downtown Greenville and they were at, they were part of a bachelorette party. And I will say this. Everybody can't be drunk. Everybody in the, in the group cannot be drunk. Somebody yeah. has to have their head on straight um, because yeah. all of them were completely out of their minds. And I was mm. thinking if something happened right now, they wouldn't even know they wouldn't even know what's going on because that's how gone they were. And all of them were gone. So I always mm. even when I go out with my friends, somebody has to be the sober one to be like, yeah. OK, you know what? This is getting a little dangerous because you don't realize it's dangerous until you're in it now. And right. then, now it's looking like, oh, well, how are we going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. So I will it's hard say to that. sober up real quick yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah things go left quick um so i will say that like i said I, I saw those girls downtown greenville not too long ago and i was just thinking like just please let them make it home because if something yeah. happens or if somebody tried to attack them right now because you'd be surprised how many people pay attention to you how many people watch your movements they pay attention to what's going on what time you mm-hmm. come what time you leave um how many girls with you all of y'all drunk you'd be surprised about that um especially here in greenville and in atlanta um sex trafficking is absolutely absolutely huge so that's yeah. why i say everybody can't be drunk every somebody has to have their head on straight to say okay i'm gonna look out for everybody else so y'all have a good time and i'm gonna look out <laughs> for everybody else everybody can't be drunk right and i'm glad you actually brought that up because that actually segues into the next question i had for you so we are all i feel like extremely on alert when it comes to human trafficking just being on guard just trying to be a little bit more, I guess, observant and vigilant. So Mm -hmm. what are any tips or advice that you would have for us? Because I've seen videos that have said like, you know, you touch the handle of the door, there's powder or you, you know, there's fentanyl poisoning by this or like the thing with the rose, 
you know, someone approaches you, or sometimes it's a woman, sometimes it's a child, sometimes and they use women like a, a lot. Um, they use women a whole lot, especially um, what was going on in Charlotte um, back in 2021. Um, mm-hmm. They were using a lot of women to kidnap other women. Really? Um, so that, I mean, that was a huge thing at gas stations. They were kidnapping mm-hmm. gas um and they were using women to say like you know oh i need help with this or oh i'm trying to get away from this person da, 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 da. and it was a setup the whole entire time mm. um so my thing is to always be aware of your surroundings again um stay off your phone so much when you are out in public um you can be on your phone while you're in the car and stuff like that but i always tell people when you get out make sure that you're aware of your surroundings it, there's so many things like i see people in the grocery store all the time and they just talking and laughing and having a good old time and i'm like if something happened right now you won't even know what's going on because you're too busy on the phone. And it's little things like that. It may, it may mm-hmm. make me sound paranoid, but I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Um, it's just things that people don't think about because you don't you don't yeah. see the dangers of the, of society. You know what I mean? Like you see it when it's floating around on social media. And the right. thing though, even about that is it floats around on social media and it gets everybody worked up. And then y'all forget about it. And y'all just go on about your life again. And we ain't even worry about it until the next right. incident happens. And that's right. kind of how that's kind of how the, the, the power of social media works. Right. Like there was a um, like a like a serial kidnapper, a trafficker here in Greenville. And that was all over social media. Like everybody was sharing it. And next week, nobody's talking about it no more. Everybody could care less. Like everybody forgot about it and went back to their normal routines. So that's something that y'all have to change as well. Your routine, change your mm-hmm. routine of how you do things, of how you look at things, of how you pay attention, because you never know when that danger is right around the corner. That's really, yeah. I have a friend that has two little ones. Not too often she has to have them both out, like, you know, by herself. But every now and then she does. And she's sometimes thinking like, okay, how am I going to put them both in the car? Like, if I'm leaving the grocery store, how am I going to put the card up, put them in the car and make sure that I'm also paying attention to everything around me right and you know i have friends that do that and they parked right next to the um to the cart thing so they don't have to go far mm-hmm. um the return cart center what do we call it the, i don't know the, 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 the cart yeah. thingy the cart the, thingy yeah um they, <laughs> <laughs> i have friends that park right next to that um but that's just part of that's just part of you know, being vigilant and knowing what's going on around you and being aware of your surroundings. It is easy to get distracted. And just in that time, that's when something happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always tell people, now I even tell my mom to, when she goes to the pump and stuff, like like do a Clorox wipe or a glove or something so that you're not actually touching it because that is such a big thing with them um, rubbing the fentanyl on it and stuff like that. And then they wait for you to pass out in the car and they get you, Um, all sorts of stuff. So I always Mm -hmm. tell, does she do it? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, But again, it's one of those (laughs) things that goes in one ear and out the other until you hear another story. And then you're like, oh, I remember I was supposed to be doing that. Do you get what I'm saying? So Uh I feel like we need to get out of that mindset because we're we're very much in that mindset and we need to let that go to where we are always on it and not just being aware when something happens. For sure. I remember, um, I feel like July, August, there was a series of these videos that kept popping up. Like mm-hmm. here's a girl, you know, at that Walmart, was out- there was a girl at the mall. There was, yeah, exactly. And then I remember maybe a few weeks later, somebody posted a video, I guess it was like a TikTok or something where this girl was saying like these videos that say, you know, they're going to leave a a $10 or $50 bill on the floor. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. That's not really how they do it. So then that started the whole conversation of like everything that you've been taught 
and known so far about how trafficking exists or how it starts, all of that isn't true. Now, the thing I noticed is the girl that said that in that video was a white woman. All these other videos that were being put out were by black women that were saying, this is my experience. This is what I noticed. And I'm just thinking more than likely, even if it doesn't exactly go apples to apples, how this was described as a black woman, I feel like I should be a little bit more conscious of what could happen to me. Because if something does happen to me, who is going to be the one to try to help me get out? Like, I feel like human trafficking overall as a brand (laughs) is like, (laughs) you know, you're thinking of like little white girls and little white children. And, you know, so that's why like right now, especially with the election coming up with our attorney general, that's like a big campaign thing that, you know, trying to push for protecting human trafficking. Right. Or, you know, like making sure kids don't get trafficked or Mm -hmm. people don't get trafficked. But I'm like, The things, these stories we keep hearing over and over and over are targeting black women, brown women. They're the ones that, you know, going back to what we were saying at the beginning, the government doesn't care about. So, like, if there's a girl that gets snatched up at the Walmart, that's not going to make the news immediately. Or if it happens at Target, if it happens at Target, exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And let me say this. I don't think any of them are fake. I don't. I don't think any of them are fake. I um, I pay attention to all of them that come out. Um, and like you said, even if it is fake, it made you pay attention. Right. So even if it right. was fake, I haven't picked up the dog. I haven't. First of all, I haven't seen a dog. People don't drop money like they used to. Um, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I I even told my mom that. I told my nephew that. Like, if you see money, like, leave it alone. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody wrote a note on your windshield uh, and put, like, put it between your wiper and your windshield. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, what can it hurt? What can it hurt if you're staying more vigilant, if you're becoming more right. aware? What can it hurt? Um, and I feel like for anybody out there to say this is not how it works, how the hell you know? Right. Like you, you at the sex trafficking meeting, was you right. at corporate? You were right. part of your corporate right. office? Right. Like how do you know? This, what your, your, this is your job? Exactly. Right. That's kind of how <laughs> so, I felt. Um, I feel like there'll always be people like that who will try to discredit um, what other people are going through. And you just have to make, you just have to be smart enough not to listen to them because right. at the end of the day, who knows what the hell she's talking about? We have no idea. So at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And if that means that you became more vigilant with um, wiping down the um, pumps before you get gas, if, if that really, that that means you you know took more precautions before you open up your car door and stuff like that, then that's it, that's a better thing. That makes you better. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I um I remember I saw a video on TikTok maybe about a month or so ago where somebody was saying um like somebody shared their story, like somewhere not too far from actually where I live. And I just see people in the comments saying like, Oh my gosh, I'm so afraid. What if I go to the park? What if I do this? Blah, blah, blah. And they're all saying like, Oh, I live here. Like, Oh, I live over here. And I'm thinking now, what if the person was in these comments and is just like scrolling making sure, you know, cause you're saying, Oh, I go to the Walmart off highway 29 or I go to the whatever so-and-so and they're all right. Well, shoot. All right. Do it. You know, like, that's just how I, well, and I feel like 
social media in general, people put too much information up there. Yeah. Um, everything. Like, I know where your child go to school, who his teacher is, what they had for lunch the other day, the fact right. that, you know, they had to bring their favorite toy to school. Like, I know too much about your life. <laughs> right. Um, and people think that they're just sharing it, but you have no idea who you're sharing it with. I did a video not too long ago on my Instagram about trick-or-treating and um, mm-hmm. how you have to stay on top of that. Because here in, in the city right next to me, Malden, so I live in Simpsonville, there's a city named, there's a city called Malden. And Malden mm-hmm. alone is over like 300 and something sex offenders. And mm. so I said, well, now these kids are going to go trick-or-treating and the parents half of the time, you busy on social media, you trying to take a video of whatever. You have no idea whose door they're knocking on. You have right. no idea who's about to give them this candy and who's been waiting all year for Halloween to come around. Like they've been waiting all year for you to send your child right. to their door. And so just certain things like that, it just, it's too much information. It's way too much information out there. And then from there, they can go and find out where your kid goes to school, what park you go to. Oh, he plays for Upward Basketball Team. And now they at the game looking at your child and you have no idea mm-hmm. um so i always say it people put too much information i know people and like i know what they're gonna have for lunch tomorrow i knew mm-hmm. what they had for lunch today i knew what time the meeting was at work like too much stuff that i could really care less but this is what right. they keep posting about exactly. um so people need people they, they they post their route from home oh i'm stuck in traffic on this and such road and da 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 you just never know who's watching that and people look for your routine all the time you never mm-hmm. know who's paying attention to you and they're looking for that routine and you're giving it to them right they ain't even got to work for it mm-hmm. they didn't have to get out no binoculars or nothing they just like logged right on and, and there it is there's apparently a person on tiktok that you say hey do me and she will go through your profile all she needs is like your username <laughs> she goes and looks and she's like okay this is your house i found your house yeah. like she was so able I, to just my stalking skills are a one okay a one you got somebody <laughs> want me to look up a one okay <laughs> <laughs> i will find it okay i got skills um, i used to think i was good but yeah anyway <laughs> listen i'm really <laughs> I'm really, really good. Um, but yeah. um, I just need a, I just need a a, 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 a username and half of a picture of a finger, and we're gonna make it work off that. I'll match Look. that finger. Um, <laughs> but they, um, people, people put a lot of stuff on social media yeah. all the time, all the time. They got a, a meeting at this such a place, or that, and then they they put their location all the time of exactly mm. where they are, when they are there, and mm. all sorts of stuff. Um, so that's a problem too. Like I put locations up, but it's always after I left. Like you, right. you ain't gonna know about it until I, I'm already home. That was a week ago. Like I've been gone. Right. So right. Um, people put a lot of information up. I hate that about social media, but that's the thing. It's where we are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we overshare. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you really just never know. I was, I posted a video earlier on TikTok today because I was saying sometimes even with like your wedding invitations, people don't realize that like one of the early shots, they're taking like your, you know, your bouquet and your jewelry and your invitation suite, but your invitation suite has sometimes your address on it or Mm -hmm. somebody's address. And like your wedding website and the wedding website password. And the reason why it was password protected is because your home address is on there. Your parents address. And you got somebody on the other end of that screen, zooming in. Zooming in. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'm like, you're not thinking about that, but you may just want to get a dupe or a dummy one just for the photos. Um, And somebody was like, but why? Like, I don't think people are thinking about it that hard or they this information is already out there anyway. And it's like, but you never know. You never know. But why if you would don't you care, then you don't have to do it. But right. But why would you make it easy for them? Exactly. 
Exactly. Like, why would you? And you know what? There's a, there's people that are just oblivious in this mm-hmm. world. Um, I, they live in La La Land. I don't know what's wrong with them, <laughs> but they think like, oh, that would never happen to me. Everybody thinks it can't happen to them until it does. Until it does. Mm-hmm. Never say never. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> Everybody thinks it can't happen until it does. And then it they're sure like does. trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I get out of the situation? But right. if you would have listened to us in the first place, you wouldn't be in this. So That's figure it, it out. That's figure it, it out, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my final question is, do you have anything else for us? Just some little nugget of information or advice or just something for us to consider, maybe even ahead of holiday shopping or holiday traveling or just existing? Um, I was just existing that, that part. Um, I would say that everybody needs to start taking their safety um, more seriously, especially around the holidays. People are desperate. People lost their jobs. Like we're in a recession. Mm-hmm. People don't have money. They see you buying all this stuff. They just want to try to take it from you. Um, you just never know who's paying attention to you. You never know who's watching you. So I want everybody to become more vigilant. I want y'all to go out and get guns. That's what I want y'all to do. Um, go out and buy some guns and learn how to properly use them. Find adequate training um, and, and learn how to properly use them. Stop listening to your boyfriends and your husbands and the man at the gun counter. We're not going to, we don't, we didn't ask you for your advice, sir. Um, stop listening to them. Um, and we're going to figure out what kind of guns we like. And when, like I said, when you go out to these bachelorette parties, everybody can't be drunk. Somebody has to be, the head has to be on straight. So that way they can be uh, alert of what's going on just because mm-hmm. it is so dangerous out here. And you don't want people to take advantage of you and all like, you just never know. Um, yeah. And there are a lot of people out there who have absolutely nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. So whether they come and harm you or not, it makes them no difference, right? They have like, they're not going to lose anything doing that. Um, So they have no reason not to do it. So I want that to be something that people pay attention to, especially for the, I see a lot of bachelorette parties that um, go out of the country. Like they go to Mexico or they go to, you have to be extra. Like if you think you got to be on alert in America, Mm -hmm. you have to be extra on alert when you go out to these other places um, because now you're in their country. And if Mm -hmm. something happens, I always, like I have a friend that, travels to Jamaica a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to Jamaica. And the first thing I asked you, she, she's booking the trip. And the first thing I asked her was, you think you can get me a knife when I get to like, where, where we sell knives? And she said, for Jamaica. And I said, for one, we don't know these people. We right. don't know them from the damn man on the moon. I don't know who's picking us up from the airport. I don't know. Like, what if he get robbed? And now we all sitting here. And mm-hmm. if something happens, we are someplace where nobody knows how to find us. Nobody knows these woods. Nobody knows these jungles. Nobody knows these rainforests like right. they do. Um, so even when you go out of the country, you need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be vigilant. Um, I used to go on cruises a lot. And, and um, my boyfriend used to look at me like I was crazy because I would take the the, the forks and the knives and stuff off the cruise with me. Um, because, I, I mean, I couldn't have a gun. So I had to find something. Um, And so I would take stuff off of the cruise with me in case something happened. um, Well, at least I knew we was going to try to stab our way out of this. Um, Just because you never know. And people think like, oh, we're just going to have a good time. But somebody else can have something different in mind. Um, Like I said, that's that's for uh, that's for overseas. When people do these bachelorette parties, that's for here in America. You just Mm -hmm. never know who's desperate enough to make this attempt to try to hurt you, to try to get what they want. Very, very true. I I got long-winded there. No, you're good. I think sometimes (laughs) we need that reminder. We can get really comfortable and complacent Mm -hmm. until something happens. And that's always when you let your guard down, when you get a little bit vulnerable, that's the perfect opportunity to strike because you weren't expecting it. You know, like you weren't thinking about it. I saw a video about a girl that went to Mexico for work, stayed in the Airbnb 
and they had a camera in there. And don't get me started on Airbnbs. You won't find me in one, but don't get me started on right. Airbnbs. That's a whole nother other putting yourself at danger, in my opinion. Oh, um, I, I don't like agree. Airbnbs. I never have, never will. Um, now I have friends that own Airbnbs. I feel like theirs is okay. And I would say it theirs, but as far as like just random people, no. Exactly. Because no. there's all sorts of stuff now. Like you're thinking that's a smoke detector and that was a camera. Or you're right. thinking it's a USB plug in the wall, but that's a camera. Or you right. think it's something else or like, oh, they got a service for you. They got a driver for you, but the driver is this like you have no idea or like this right. yeah you don't know and then he's not taking you to where you're supposed right. you don't to go know what, and you then don't know what the whole thing is right yeah so you and gotta then, be careful with that you won't find me in one but you gotta be careful about that oh for sure for sure i i don't trust it either but um i can really hold you here for like another hour and a half <laughs> i'm not gonna do that to you <laughs> Um, we are going to wrap, uh, we're going to now move into our vendor section. Who do you want to plug? Just like any friend, any business that you just absolutely love. I want to plug my friend, Sierra. Her name is Sierra Young and she is a therapist and she does like, men- she, she, she calls herself the mental health homegirl. That's what she is on Instagram and everything like that. that. And I want to plug her because I feel like, um, even for like a bachelor, like I feel like if I was going to get married. Like, I feel like me and my friends would be, we, we, we having therapy because we got some shit to work out. Okay. Um, yeah. Everybody does. And I feel like you need to do it in a, in a session where um, it's all like you, you, your hunger. It's not just a, a therapy thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like the other day we were doing our makeup. She taught me how to do my makeup. Girl, girl, I didn't know how to do my makeup at all. Okay. I didn't have enough. We had to go to Alton. I, I was overwhelmed. I was like, what is this? But that was like our yeah. therapy session. Like yeah. she taught me how to do it. And by the time I left, my confidence was different. Um, So she's actually looking to host events in Atlanta right now. Mm-hmm. She has it going on in Greenville in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's actually looking to host events in Atlanta. So I would like to plug her because I feel like for the black community, for black women, like she's here for it. Um, So that I think that's really important. Like t- taking care of yourself, especially before you get married, make sure you've unpacked all your baggage Ooh. because you can't go into something else and then bring more baggage. And now, now you expect him to unpack what you know, but we, had, right. we need to at least, at least let this, this travel size, uh yeah itself yeah we, we don't need a storage unit coming into right. the <laughs> and you know a lot of people do that they don't work they on do. their own baggage before they enter a whole relationship and then they wondering why things are falling apart or why they having a hard time it's because exactly. you came into it with all this nonsense exactly or you rushed into a relationship too soon from the last one that had you damaged right. and then or you're scared of being alone and so you just accepted whatever because you, you got you got abandonment issues that's that we one. still haven't worked through. Oh, that's that's really the one mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah. And a lot of people are in relationships and they just stay there because they don't want to what? Start over. Mm. Mm-hmm. We don't want to like you don't want to start over. You already done did the work. And mm-hmm. then a lot of us live in the look, look, I'm going to talk your people out of getting married. But a lot of people, are, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like another thing a lot of us do that we need we need there before is um, we live in the what ifs of people's potential mm-hmm. versus the reality of who they show us they are. Like they showed us who they are. Mm-hmm. And we still talk about, but what if, but exactly. what if, but if he would just blah, 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 or she would just blah, 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 then everything would be fine. But that that's not what's happening. Like baby, that is a red flag. And that red right. flag was there in month one, but you found ways to look past it, jump past it. And here we are. Yeah. I've, I've had that conversation with friends where I'm like, girl, be glad you didn't get pregnant. 
realistically, like you dodged a bullet. Um, so I feel like that's something. Yeah. Um, even like as friends, like um, I even told her like I want to bring my friends, and not because like I'm putting their business out there, but girl, we need to unpack this baggage Mm. because I care about you and I want you to be your best self. Right. And so um, we need to unpack this baggage before we move on to a different relationship with you and this person. We need to first figure this figure this out. Basically. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually being a good friend. Right. A bad friend would be like, oh, okay. You know, like hyping you up with Right. Knowing good and well is about to go the exact same right. way because this <laughs> Negro is just like and the last one the or plug. whatever. We're not going to do that because my friends are a hot damn mess. So we're going to get them some. We're going to get somebody to talk to. <laughs> but I am I am definitely about to look your homegirl up. I actually, I love that name. That you is call, so... yes, the mental health homegirl. Um, her name is Very Young. Um, and she's fabulous. She's yeah. She really is fabulous. Um, so that's why I want to plug. That is perfect. We're 100% here for mental health, self-care, getting yourself together because it's it's first about us before it's about anybody else. Before right. The person you're marrying, dating, engaged to, child. Right. Make sure anything. you check Make sure you check all your own boxes first before exactly. you start thinking about the boxes they can check for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? So I would like to shout out Yolanda with La Loft Venue in Brockton, Missouri. Brockton, Massachusetts. I don't know why I said that. So Yolanda has several businesses in the area, but one thing I really like about her business, one, this is a very nice venue. If you're having an intimate wedding, this works. If you're having a small event, like a bridal shower, baby shower, birthday party, anniversary party, this is perfect. But then also if you were to, you know, host a class or a webinar or a seminar or even a holiday party like this is actually a really nice sized venue um for that and uh you get free parking complimentary tables um she has different price points depending on how long you need it and she's also going to have um some pop-up shops and events. So you can head to her Instagram account to learn more. She has more details on pricing and what all comes with her venue rentals. All you had to do is head to La Loft Venue. So L-A-L-O-F-T-V-E-N-U-E. Um, again, and this is owned by Yolanda. But Outside of that, she also is a part of a community of other women entrepreneurs in the area that do a variety of things from decor to a portrait studio, you know, hair accessory designs, event planning, wedding planning, rental companies, all of those things. So if you're in need of like decor elements, in addition to the venue that you're renting um, or planning or coordination services, like not only look up Yolanda, but look up her friend group and you'll see them um, when you look at her Instagram account. So that is who I am shouting out this week. She also is a Latina woman. So I just kind of wanted to put that out as well, that she is a woman of color. So who are you shouting out? Yeah, so this week I'm shouting out a Chicago, New York, and destination wedding photographer. Um, She is, I think, based in the Chicago area, um, but her name is Chantal. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. It's either Chantel or 
Chantal Pryor. So uh, you can find her on Chantal Pryor Photography, and that's C-H-A-N-T-A-L-P-R-Y-O-R-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Um, you can find her on ChantalPryor.com. Um, she has more of a print and editorial feel, um, but it comes out really, really beautiful. Again, she is based in Chicago, but she will be traveling to New York, London, Dublin, Paris, and Amsterdam. So when she says she travels, girl, she travels. And this is a Black-owned company. You are looking for a photographer in the Chicago, New York, or destination wedding industry. Please look her up. Her work is beautiful. Look her up, please. So where can people find you if they want to take your classes, if they want to follow you, get inspo, anything? Um, So they can follow me on social media. All of my handles are at Chicks with Triggers. Well, I'm only on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Facebook bans me a lot, though, for the guns. But Instagram Mm. lets me live my best life. So if you're on Instagram, follow me. And they're owned by the same people. But if you're on Instagram... Follow me on Instagram because you get more of a feel of how I operate, how my classes are. Mm -hmm. I also have a website, um, www.chickswithtriggers.com. And I do classes all over. So I do classes in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. Um, So I do classes all over. So you would just have to fill out an inquiry form and then let me know, like, where do you live? And from Mm. there, we can work from there. So once a month, I go around and, um, and go to different places and do classes. Okay, we may have to do like a class. Yeah, because we have, I mean, we have a lot of Carolina listeners, but we also have listeners, of course, here as well. Mm -hmm. So that may be, yeah, we may have to, we may have to talk. Yeah, because I would love to, like I said, I do classes in Atlanta. um, So I would love to, um, and we get a group together Mm -hmm. because, I mean, and let me say this, everyone is scared of guns and when they don't understand them. Mm -hmm. And once we leave the range, you'll be fine. You're going to make it out of there with all your fingers and toes and you're going to have a good time. And we're going to be and the next, thing you know, you're going to be sending me guns from Academy Sports. That's where everybody can find their guns. They're going to send me the link and be like, girl, is this a good gun? I think and, that's and, where Ed got his. Yeah. We either is Academy Sports or Dick's. One of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Dick's here doesn't really sell them anymore. Oh, um, really? But we have like Palmetto State Armory. Um, okay. We have places like that. But. You're going to be sending me a link and I'm going to be like, wasn't you just saying you didn't know about who wasn't you sure about this? You're going to be well. sending me a link. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. We're going to have to make that happen. That'll probably be a thing we work on for 23. Okay. Um, Thank you so, so much for Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. This was so fun. I am now going to like, I think I followed you from my personal page before um, we hopped on today. So just know now you get. Did you send me a message? Send me a message so I know it's you. Actually, let me check. Okay, but please know now I'm going to be in your DMs like (laughs) all the time because you actually you know this ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So 
just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bill Sari on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week.